0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay, and today I'm being joined by a very special guest, friend of the show, Jason. Jason, are you out there? I'm here. Yeah, we got that phantom clicking going on again. I have a feeling that's going to be coming in and out during the show. I don't know why, but uh, Jason is on today because he and I both are big fans of the Netflix show The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and we are going to be talking about it Uh, The entire season, this will be filled with spoilers, so if you have not seen it yet and you don't want it to be spoiled, go binge watch it and then come back and listen to (laughs) us.
1: (laughs) And shout out likes after you watch it and let us know how we did compared to how the show was and how you liked each of them.
0: Exactly. So, Jason, let me ask you, I know you're a comic book fan uh, because on your Instagram, you, you put up your really vast collection there. Big yes. Archie comic reader, big Sabrina reader. Like, what, what, what got you interested in wanting to see a show about Sabrina the Teenage Witch?
1: I probably read maybe three Archie comics in my entire life. And those all were uh, actually Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Archie, made by Archie comics. <laughs> I yeah. was never a huge fan. And the only, only real uh, experience or, or introduction to uh, any Archie stuff was through Scooby-Doo. When the Archie gang was on Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. So what got me interested in watching the show and I love almost all the Netflix shows. They're they're amazing. They do such good work and the talent they can pull in compared to like the getting them in for regular network shows and movies is amazing. So that was a plus because it was on Netflix with no commercials. Oh yeah. The big the biggest reason was I was a closet Sabrina, the teenage witch watcher. <laughs> the original show, and I watched every episode,
0: even when she went to college. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Sabrina, the college years. Yeah, I, yes. I, I was I was a fan of that show. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Right. Uh, yeah, that was a great show um, for me. So, and, God,
1: I was just going to say. So after that, after I watched that and I heard that Netflix was doing a show, it was like, well, i got to see it. And when I saw the trailer for it, I'm like, well, it looks interesting. I'll give it a shot. And I knew it had to do with Archie, so I was like, hey, well, it's comic book-oriented, so I gave it a shot, and after the first episode, I was hooked. I just binge-watched it as fast as I could because I didn't want spoilers. Well, tough on everybody else that's not watched it because you're losing, missing out right now
0: because we're going to do spoilers, like uh, Jay said. So, Yeah, pretty much. And, I mean, come on, it's been out since just before Halloween, so you've had your chance. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, I... I wasn't a huge, huge Archie fan growing up. Um, I did read Archie comics because Archie comics were really accessible. Those are the ones when you're on the checkout line, they were right there, like the Digests and things like that. Yes. So, yeah, you could always they, bug they, your mom right there with Mad Magazine and everything, so it was right there. Yeah, those 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 store owners they know it. They have the candy and the oh, Archie yeah. comics, the Mad Magazine, and and they have the tabloids, so they're appealing yes. to everybody. <laughs> Impulse, impulse buys, <laughs> especially yeah, with kids much. in line. The kids in line will just pick them up and drop them in the cart. That's perfect. <laughs> pretty much. Um, so, you know, I knew of Archie. I knew of Sabrina. Uh, just like you, uh, I you know, I think it was ABC. I think it was like the, the TGI Friday. Uh, yes. I watched Sabrina with Salem, the talking cat, and uh, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I am a huge fan of the CW Riverdale. And really what got me hooked on this show or or interested in this show was my daughter's a big, uh, she's a big comic book fan, comic book collector. Uh, We were in the city. Uh, She and my wife were going to see a show. I wasn't going to see it because I'm really tall. My knees aren't that great. So (laughs) I I don't like sitting in theaters unless it's really an amazing show. So my daughter said, Dad, go to Midtown Comics, get me, I don't even remember what she wanted me to get her. So, you know, just just like the supermarkets, I'm on the checkout line, and (laughs) they have have their picks, graphic novels, and it was actually buy one, get one half off. So I was looking at the rack, and there was a uh, Batwoman graphic novel, and I was like, oh, my daughter's going to love that. So I picked it up, and then I see The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina from the Writers of Riverdale, uh soon to be a netflix show and i was like okay well i'm picking this up cuz my daughter like me loves riverdale right she read it in in about 2 days and she was like oh my god i can't wait for this show to come out i read about a quarter of it and i said i'm going to put it down cuz i don't want any spoilers right. um, and it's loosely it's loosely based on on that graphic novel and i and i and i saw recently on your uh, Instagram, I think you picked it up or or you picked up the comic version of it. Both I think. of them. There's
1: a there's a one dollar comic version of it, which is like 20 pages. And then I've actually picked up the book also that has the sticker on it or not even a sticker. It's just the 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 picture on it also that says a Netflix show. So I actually bought both of them.
0: Have you read it yet?
1: I have not. I've been so busy, but I, <laughs> I can read it now. So but I will be reading the, in, from cover to cover. I know I will. And I, oh. I, I've glanced through it. The art was awesome. I love the painting art. How it looks like it's yes. almost watercolor, and, and it's beautifully done. So I, I will be reading it. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, and that's something is you know the artwork in the in the comic graphic novel. You know, whichever one you pick up, if you watch the show and you see the um, the introduction, like the credits, like the run through yep. the credits, same kind of art actually. Yeah, it flows really well with with the beginning. It's not just like the standard.
1: Uh, credits going by and a couple pictures of the show or spoilers from the show but they always show like just different scenes from the, the for that's going to be during the season they do almost
0: like right out of a comic book it's it's really really well done oh yeah and and I think when you watch that opening the opening credits if you thought this was going to be Melissa Joan Hart talking to a puppet cat making jokes <laughs> and Aunt Hilda's so wacky and you know this and that I think that opening is going to let you know that this isn't that kind of show. <laughs> yeah, 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 you'll
1: know right away it's it's not your your Melissa Joan Hart version. It's more hardcore and and more in depth than you would ever think.
0: So, you know, if you were a fan of the old uh, ABC show, you know, basically we find out that uh, on that show, you know, Sabrina her her father is a witch, her mother was mortal, uh, she's learning to sort of deal with these powers as she's going through high school, then eventually college. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina kind of takes that theme, but it I mean, this isn't a comedy.
1: <laughs> no, no, not at all. I mean, there were some funny moments, some funny lines. Absolutely. Especially from especially from the principal played by a uh, another 80s actor, a sitcom actor. We'll get to later, probably. Mm-hmm, so, sure. But uh, yeah, there were some fu- funny lines, but. All in all, it's it's a more serious, more gritty,
0: darker version of what everybody remembers. Yeah. And I mean, you know, if you do look at it on the surface, it is kind of a, a coming of age because basically the the one of the big themes throughout the, the show, throughout this first um, first season, uh, Sabrina's very shortly is going to be turning 16. And at the age of 16 is kind of when witches and warlocks, I guess, as well but this show really focuses more on witches. Uh, they come of age and they have a dark baptism. They sign the book of the beast, which is basically, I mean, the way I, the way I understood it is they're making a deal with the devil. Like I'm right. going to serve you in exchange for near immortality and power. Right.
1: And they will, and the devil in the end will win and get your soul. So yeah. I, I kind of think that's how it's going to be. Like that's how the, the premise is.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's it's uh you know, the first couple of, I think the first two episodes, two or three episodes is Sabrina really dealing with that because unlike most other witches, she's technically a half witch. Her mother was mortal even though her father we learned was a very powerful warlock, a very influential warlock. Um, you know, we hear that they died when she was an infant. She's living with her two aunts, Hilda and Zelda, and you know, in in when the show opens, it's going to be a few days when she's going to, you know, do this dark baptism. Right. Here's the and here's the thing. She has to leave her mortal life behind, which was, you know, she has to deal with that. She has to deal with what does it mean to become a witch? So it is kind of like a teenage coming of age with a dark twist to it. Right. Yeah. She's leaving her
1: her significant longtime boyfriend, it seems like. And. Mm -hmm. She's distraught about that. And her two best human friends, which are two girlfriends of hers that are super close, just like any, any friends and any, anybody would have. And they tell each other everything except for she hasn't told them that she's a witch yet. (laughs) None of them
0: know. Yeah. Nobody knows, you know, um, that she is a witch. She's been keeping it from them. Uh, You know, then we see that there, there's sort of like a second, storyline running along with one of her teachers um Miss Wardwell who in that first episode she's clearly attacked and sort of like her body is possessed or taken over or this dark spirit whatever it is takes her image and Miss Wardwell is a huge character throughout the entire series because you're left to wonder because okay you know we set it up front spoilers uh, she doesn't go through <laughs> with her dark baptism. Right. And, you know, Miss Wardwell is sort of like, you you never know. And, you know, I think this is a good time maybe to start talking about some characters. Okay. Miss Miss Wardwell was a great character because on the one hand, you know, she's sort of saying, I'm going to get her to do the dark baptism. But then she kind of does things to steer her away from it and then steer her back to it. And it, it, it's really up until the, the season finale, you, you don't know whose side she's on, what her intentions are. Uh, I, I think she was next to Sabrina. Miss Wardwell was one of my favorite characters. Yeah, she did a great job.
1: I mean, it, you like you said, you don't know which way she's leaning towards, if she's for or against Sabrina at all. And in my opinion, and I think you share the same opinion, is she's out, for, out there for herself, even though she is, come to find out, the Dark Lord's wife so she 's mm-hmm. pretty much the devil 's wife and but she wants to be the, the leader she she wants the power, and I think she 's doing a lot of this for her own good
0: yeah, I mean mm-hmm. you know we see we see Sabrina uh, refuse the dark baptism and and I thought that was interesting because she was questioning it so right. her her guardians her aunts uh, aunt Hilda aunt Zelda. Uh they're witches are members of the dark church and they call upon uh I believe it's like Reverend Blackwood, I believe is his name. Yes, Blackwood. Yeah, to sort of like come in and like, you know, and I guess this is like sort of like any sort of rite of passage. You know, if you were Jewish and you were going through a bar mitzvah, you know, if you're Catholic, Christian, going through like a confirmation, you know, really sort of going through these rites of passage. You know, I'm sure at that age, 13, 16, you know, whatever it is, y- you have questions and, you know, the religious leader will come and talk to you. But it was it was amazing how he was he was really selling her on it. But then when the dark baptism begins, she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not what you told me. <laughs> right. It, it was it was a, a bunch of
1: lies. So it was. And again, it it was blatant. I mean, they came right out and said, like, when she looked at the book and he was talking in front of the whole uh Congregation, the witch congregation. He yeah. he pretty much lied flat out to her and didn't tell her that she's pretty much given herself over not only to the devil but also to him. And that yeah. I think which really shocked her to find out that he could use her for whatever he wanted, which could be whatever. <laughs> use your imagination. <laughs> so, and that really yeah. scared her. And but like her aunt Zelda pretty much backed up the uh, father Blackwood and said. It was, I was in that same position and I did what I was told and Mm. so did all the, all the other witches. Why are you questioning it? (laughs) So, but I think she's questioning it because she has that human side. She has that human conscious of something's not right here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, when she meets with father Blackwood, you know, he sort of says, you know, she's like, am I making a deal with the devil? Am I giving up my soul? He's like, no, not right. really. You know, you're. He's like. I mean, he, he's basically. He's, he's almost kind of saying, like, and eh, look, it's all for show. You right. sign the book, you get your powers, you go to witch school, bada bing, bada boom. Right. They're doing the ritual, and he's just like, okay, Sabrina, hand over that soul. You're now evil, and whatever the devil tells you to do, and whatever I tell you to do, you got to do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and-, and she. Take it out yeah. Running. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I was going to say it's pretty interesting because, you know, she's raised by her aunts. She is half mortal, right. um, but they allowed her to go to a mortal school, have mortal friends, to have a boyfriend. I mean, I don't. Jason, did you think at any point that they would sort of say, like, maybe this is not a good idea? Because w- why would a teenage girl, even if she's a half witch, why would she want to give all of that up?
1: You wouldn't. <laughs> you you wouldn't want to give it all up. I mean, but right, we can't say that for her because we're not witches or we're locks mm-hmm. or warlocks. maybe she. Right. Right. It, we. I don't know. I don't know. She she I don't think she could actually give all that up. And I come to find out she really doesn't. I mean, and she doesn't have to. But it, it, yeah, I agree. She she wouldn't.
0: So you know, I, I think one of the hallmarks of this series, you know, and as we start talking about characters, we could talk about sort of further plots in the story, but but characters are a are a huge part of this series. Um, you know, we look at we look at the Spellman household. Uh, you know, of course, Sabrina, and we'll get to Sabrina because she's she's the main fixture here. But right. uh, you know, she has Aunt Hilda and Zelda living there first. So I think the I think the big question is is for you, who, who, who did you like? Hel- Hilda. Uh, uh, Hilda, you did?
1: Hilda, Hilda all the way. <laughs> yes. She was the motherly, motherly aunt that gave her the great advice and made the potions. And she was so loving, but yet she knew that she was a witch. She knew what witches had to do, and she knew what had to be done. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, she did it all, of course. She had to. She was tortured by her sister, Zelda. So she understands the, the angst and tormort, torment of a sibling. So this is almost like her becoming a full-time witch is like her sibling torturing her. And she has to give up her human side. So I, I, I
0: really loved Hilda. And I thought it was, Well, I mean, I, I loved Hilda. And, I, and another interesting yeah. thing about Hilda is, so like we said, Sabrina does not go through with the dark baptism. Uh, she ends up pretty much getting sued by the dark church. (laughs) Um, and she comes to discover. Yeah. And, you know, and that the family loses their powers, uh, which means that Hilda and Zelda, uh, are going to, they begin to age because one of the, one of the benefits of, of being a witch or warlock is in that deal that you make, you don't really become immortal, but you age much, much slower. um, she actually hires or she finds a uh, a mortal lawyer that has dealt with the devil. And that was an interesting and won. story. And one. And right. it's, a, it's a very interesting story. Um, but Hilda actually comes to the trial with the fact that shortly after Sabrina was born, uh, Sabrina's mom and Aunt Hilda went to a church and they had Sabrina baptized, which – right almost kind of nullifies her contract or, you know, her requirement to to get a dark baptism. Uh, So I thought that was really neat. But I loved Zelda because Zelda started off as that mean aunt, no nonsense, you know, Sabrina, you're a witch. This is what you do. Stop messing around. Um, Clearly not fond of mortals at all. But towards the end, she's the one that really... You know, she's the one that really stepped up when the town was in danger. Uh, the town of Greendale was in danger from uh, Miss Wardwell had unleashed the original thirteen witches, right. uh, w- which were coming to 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 kill the firstborn, firstborn witch, first bo- firstborn mortal. Uh the, the 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 dark church, Reverend Blackwood's like, okay, witches and warlocks. Let's all hold up in the church and use our powers to shield ourselves. And Sabrina's like. What about Greendale? And they're like, right? the heck with Greendale. And it's Aunt Zelda who says, nope, we're Spellmans, and this is what we're doing. So I, I kind of like that, that arc that she had going from the mean aunt to – she was still mean towards the end, but, I mean, clearly she had a conscience. Yeah, because
1: she, she took Sabrina's side because she knows Sabrina is half-human. And what's, what does Sabrina want to do is protect Greendale because that's for the humans. That's where her friends live. That's where all her ties are, is the human world, pretty much, where the only real witches that she deals with are her, aunt and her two aunts and their housemate, who we'll get to. But, uh, yeah, and she wants to protect her friends.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and speaking, you know, speaking of uh, you know, the, the other person that lives in the Spellman household, it's her cousin Ambrose, who we discover uh, early on. He's a warlock that... Apparently, he was involved in a plot to destroy the Vatican. Uh, he was He'll the only one. Up. <laughs> yeah, he was going to blow up the Vatican. He was the only one caught. He refused to give up his compatriots. So because right. of that, he was essentially put on house arrest. I think they said for what, like 100 years or something? Uh, so... I, I even it is probably even longer than that. But yeah, it was like a long
1: time, at least 100
0: yeah, so basically he lives in the, in the Spellman house, uh, you know, that Hilda and Zelda own. Uh, it's also a mortuary. So he is, uh, he works, excuse me, he works downstairs uh, embalming and, and preparing uh, the bodies for funerals. Right. He can't leave the house at all. Uh, I loved him. I thought he was, he was sort of like, he was sort of like Sabrina's conscience in a way. Um, yes. Like a Jiminy Cricket, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it, you know what?
1: But that's perfect because that was – that character was not in – that I can remember was not in the original show. The, I don't, that, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think it was. And so that was – that's a perfect example, like a, a Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> perfect. The conscious.
0: And, you know, and that's the thing too is he, he's not just there to kind of give Sabrina advice and everything. I mean he does um, – you know, he does kind of have a, a subplot of his own. Uh, right. he, he ends up meeting a, a warlock named Luke. Uh, the two of them are attracted to each other, and uh, I mean, I thought that was a great one. That he he can't leave the house, so he convinces Aunt Hilda to help him astral project so he can go right. out on a date. <laughs> not knowing the other
1: one, not knowing Luke, not knowing oh, this is not him sitting here until the very end. <laughs> he's
0: <laughs> a, he, he's essentially talking to a hologram. But I right. thought it was exactly. Great, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was a great line when Hilda says to him, "She's like, you know, dearie, you're not going to be able to touch him." And Ambrose is like, but I'll be out of the house and I can have a conversation with him. Like, right. yes. Th- it, she, he's like, like, look, I know it's weird, I know it's odd, but this is my one chance to to try to have a life. And of course, Hilda right. being Hilda is like, Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh Luca turns out, uh, I guess has some pull with the church, talks to Reverend Blackwood and gets his sort of s- his homebound suspension kind of uh, commuted. Uh, he can come, he could teach at, uh, I forget what the name of their school was. It was, it wasn't like the school of the dark, or uh, the unknown arts, I think it was. Yeah. Un- yep. Academy of the unknown arts. So he could teach Academy there. The unknown, yes. Yeah. So he unseen, could teach there. Un- yeah. Go ahead. Oh, unseen arts. Yep. That's right. You're right. Um, and that was pretty interesting. And kind of looking ahead, I mean, we, we know that at the end of the season, Uh, you know, Sabrina goes through with the dark baptism, sort of on her own terms, she becomes incredibly powerful. But I don't know if you noticed, there seems to sort of be a secondary storyline where Reverend Blackwood sort of had all all the warlocks together. And it's sort of like, I have a son now. And, you know, almost sort of kind of saying like, because the impression I got is in this world, which is kind of rule supreme, and Reverend Blackwood's almost sort of saying, like, there's a lot of us now. I have a, a male heir. I think right. it's going to be our time to take over. Uh, did you pick up on that?
1: Yeah, he's been, I think he's been trying for a long while to have a male, male heir because we find out some of the, uh, the the three sisters who aren't really sisters, one of them is his daughter. And it was hidden from her. And I think they're called the what? The Weird Sisters.
0: The Weird Sisters, yeah. And
1: I think it was Prudence that was the actual the the daughter of Father Blackwood, and yeah, with, nobody with nobody woman, knew yeah. it right with another woman. And she's like, y- "You're gonna be killed because of this, and this is, the- and if he has a son, you're out." And she's like, "Oh, great!" And I just found out that I'm gonna be the next in line. I have. The father Blackwood is my father. Nobody knew it. And I'm the next one. And then if he has a son and then come to find out his wife was pregnant with twins.
0: Mm-hmm. Eh.
1: So that's a nice little plot twist toward the end. Of a, and, and it was a twins of a boy and a girl. So what do they do?
0: <laughs> Hide yeah. one and keep one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we see that uh, Zelda is sort of she is a midwife. Uh, she right. takes care of Lady Blackwood. Uh, and the twins are born, but she tells father Blackwood that one of them absorbed the other or destroyed the other, which I guess kind of seemed a common thing, I guess. Like one is the dominant one is right. not, but it turned out the first, the firstborn was a girl who Zelda took and was like, we're, we're going to raise this baby because if he knew he, he would have most likely destroyed this, his child. Right. Uh, so again, looking at interesting characters, um, you know, we look, you know, we talk that Sabrina has human friends uh, and a human boyfriend, Harvey Kinkle, <laughs> <laughs> boyfriend extraordinaire, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, a
1: coal miner and a <laughs> the 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 boy's boy. He is he's the
0: man's man. <laughs> He sure is. He 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 makes uh, Sabrina swoon. I mean, she she Christ. clearly is in love with him and it's not I, I mean, I got the sense that they've known each other their whole lives and yeah. they have probably been in love, love with each other their entire lives together. Yes,
1: since since kindergarten to 16 mm-hmm.
0: they're they've been in love. And uh,
1: nothing's going to separate them.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I mean in the beginning when Sabrina realizes if she does her dark baptism you know, she, she's going to do it on a Friday. Monday, essentially, she's gone. She's gone from their lives. Uh, she has to go to the Academy of Unseen Arts. She tries to explain it to Harvey. And Harvey, he, he doesn't understand. He's very confused. He's, he's kind of, he's trying to understand and deal with it. And Sabrina realizes, you know, I think I made a mistake. And she actually makes him forget Um I I mean, that was just a very powerful scene. You know, the the, the love that she had for him. Right. I mean,
1: to to be able to go through and tell him and the risk ruining the relationship and friendship and possible marriage in the future. I mean, to tell him that she's a witch and for him to take it. Mm -hmm. He drops his bombshell on him. And then when he actually says, I love you no matter what. And then she still can't do it, and she does a little spell and makes him forget. And that and that was surprising. I thought she was gonna stick with it and let him know.
0: Yeah, I, I just felt like she, she felt like she just couldn't hurt him like that. Right. Uh, we come to discover that uh, you know, like you said, he's a coal miner. I believe it's his father actually owns the the coal mine in Greendale. Yes. And He comes from a long line of witch hunters.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's a (laughs) tool. That must have been great for Sabrina to find out. You know, her boyfriend (laughs) is descendant from witch hunters. Um, Speaking of the mine, Harvey tells a a story to Sabrina because uh, his father obviously works in the mine. His older brother works in the mine. Harvey 16. He does not work in the mine. He's actually a cartoonist. He he wants to draw for comic books. His father says it's ridiculous. Get your butt in the mine. Harvey does not want to go in the mine because he had a very traumatic experience when he was a young boy with this mine, actually. He saw the devil. (laughs) That's what I think. The devil was there or a demon
1: or somebody was there. And we find out later on what it was. But uh, Yeah, yeah he's, he's scared mindless. He just can't can't fathom going into that mine and facing that demon again, even though everybody tells him there was nothing there. He knows there was because he was he was a kid. He was just a small kid.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I can't. Imagine. First of all, you know, like, I think he said he was playing with his brother. They were playing hide right. uh, and seek first. And he was probably a coal his, mine. <laughs> yeah, eight years old. I'm going to play hide and seek. I'm not let me go hide in the dark coal mine where I'll probably get lost forever. Right. <laughs> so, but you know he he did see something down there and uh he he learns later on that that another coal miner uh a guy by the name of Jesse who is the uncle of one of his and Sabrina's friends Susie he he saw something down there as well um and a lot of times when when we get shots of that mine we do see that there's something lurking in there and I think right. you're right I think it's it's the devil and It kind of makes me wonder with Greendale, like, sure, there's witches there, but there's a lot more to to Greendale than just the fact that there's witches there.
1: Oh, there is. Yeah. I mean, they're they're dealing with the devil all the time. So he's there watching them. And I know there's not I know there's other witches has to be some other witches besides in Greendale. But Mm -hmm. so the devil is there with them because that's where Sabrina is. And Sabrina is, of course, the main plot point. But she is a key in this whole witch Human world, she is like
0: a, I don't know, a unicorn of witches. (laughs) So, well, that's why the devil's there. And it's really interesting too, because when she initially turns down her dark baptism, it's, I mean, everybody's reaction from Father Blackwood all the way down, and and, you know, Father Blackwood pretty much says he's he's sort of the representation of the devil on earth, kind of like the way the Pope is the representation of God on earth, right. And it almost seems that I think if if other people refuse, if other witches refuse their dark baptism, this sure. commotion would not be. <laughs> it, it just seemed to be a huge commotion. Like some, there's something about Sabrina. Yes, the, the devil wants her. Bad. Yeah, the devil wants her for something.
1: As a as a new bride, we don't know. I think that's why. Uh, the uh what's her name um wardwell miss Wardwell. yeah Mm -hmm. mrs wardwell that's why she is either for or against her because she wants the power and she knows if sabrina becomes signs the book she will have the power she will be the strongest one that they've ever seen
0: and we get evidence of that because you know like we said um oh boy i hope (laughs) that's not the devil calling me (laughs) i'm spilling all the secrets he doesn't like it um (laughs) Oh boy! Anyway, <laughs> a brief intermission, um, and <laughs> exactly, and there we go. Okay, go. um, yeah. So, like, like I said, okay. I'm just gonna <laughs> put the mic down for a second. I'm gonna hang up that phone. All Give right, me no one problem. second. <laughs> All righty, that's what happens when you record live. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like I said, you know, when when she refuses the baptism first, but then Miss Wardwell pretty much, we, we learn throughout the rest of the series, has these series of events to basically get her to go through it. But sort of like, and st- it, to me it seemed like the first baptism that she was supposed to do was really more of a ritual, you know, sign your name in right. blood and that's it. The way Sabrina did it is, you know, she was desperate. You know, the 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 original 13 witches were coming back for revenge. I mean, it was Miss Wardwell that summoned them. Uh, Sabrina knew that she had to unlock a power in her to really save everybody that she loved. And when she does that dark baptism, she's actually communicating with the devil. And the devil is like, right. are you doing this of your own free will? Which... You know, I mean, I think that was the intention all along, you know, not to go through sort of a ceremony, but to, to, to really actually, with her whole heart, commit to it. Because once she does that, she unlocks a power that, you know, when she confronts the, the 13 and she says, I'm going to burn you, they said, well, you can only do that with Hellfire. And there's only been, three.
1: I don't know, what they said,
0: like three, and to which Sabrina She's says, four. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, and burns them. <laughs> well not only burns them um if you notice and and you know looking looking online looking at people talking about the show that's when her hair turns white yes
1: you, you notice, notice it. that it, you don't notice it right away but you notice it at the very end
0: and if you actually look online and people kind of talk about a finale they'll actually slow down the scene where sabrina summons hellfire and at first it kind of looks like maybe like a lighting thing, but you actually see streaks of white come in her hair oh, wow. now. There's blue hellfire going around, you know, but you, you see the change in her hair, and that's right. when it is. It's sort of like when she accepts this full power, you know, that's when we get the change. And the thing I noticed is after she did that and she's she's – Really, sort of embracing the fact that she's a witch. She goes to the Academy of the Unseen Arts. She's with the Weird Sisters, almost kind of like leading the Weird Sisters. She's in her classic red dress. She has the white hair, and she actually looked darker. Like her skin looks a little darker. Her lips look darker. Um, I was like, yeah, she oh. she looked the part. She looked the part
1: of a witch. She looked the part as in the comic. She looked how we picture Sabrina to look, and it, it, she was perfect looking. It was a perfect casting and perfect, very well done, I have to say. They it it did a great job.
0: Um, looking at some of her other friends, I mean, she had, you know, Harvey is the boyfriend. She has right. two other friends, uh, Roz and Susie, who I thought yes. some of the best characters on the show. Out uh, of those two, who did you kind of gravitate towards or who, who did who did you kind of like more
1: i think i like with uh roz i think i liked her best because mm-hmm. just she she was coming from the from a grandmother a grandmotherly figure she was the grandmother what right? yeah she was the, she had the grandmother and the yes. grandmother finally came out and said that yeah, the witch put a curse on their family. You're going to be going blind, even though the doctors say it's this issue. It's actually a curse from the witches. But with that blindness comes another sight. And you can see not only maybe the future, but past events, future events, current events, in like your new mind's eye. So she is actually almost, I would almost think she's almost like a witch, but not. But she that she was a great character, and she's very pro- Pro women's rights in in the, uh, the the series where she tries mm-hmm. to start a club, which she eventually her, her and the Sabrina and her and her friend I, Susie, Susie, the, mm-hmm. the three the three of them get that club to, up and running to empower the women and mainly for their friend best friend Susie, who I think you're going to be leading into next.
0: Yeah, Susie Putnam, who is who is the other friend of theirs. Now the the actress that plays her is it's Lachlan and is it. I think you have the cast Watson. list. Is it Lachlan, Lachlan Watson. Watson? Okay, Lachlan Watson. It's a twister, go ahead. Yeah. It, it is, actually. Uh, Lachlan Watson is a, um, she is non-binary, so she doesn't identify as male or female. Uh, she would use pronouns such as they and their. Um, when I first watched the series, and we first get introduced to Susie, Susie is very tiny. Uh, she has a boyish look to her. You could say she's like a tomboy and we see her getting teased by the football team. Um, not just teased. You're going <laughs> to, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, they tease her in the beginning, but when she sees them tormenting other, other kids, she's sort of like, that's it. I've had enough. Now to me, this girl looked like she was about four and a half feet tall, 75 pounds. And she rushes and tackles a high school football player. Uh, because she's just had enough and he gets up and punches her in the face. Not a slap, right. not a push. I mean, she had a shiner on her. Oh yeah. And what was crazy was they actually had to pull her away because she was like, she was like Wolverine. Like she was like, all <laughs> only got Bob. I'm coming right. for she you. She <laughs>
1: stood up and was like, yeah, she wanted more. She's like, let's take it. Let's do this.
0: um. We, we come to find out, like I said, her Uncle Jesse uh, worked in the mines. He clearly saw something. Um, I think it's actually Roz that sort of figures it out, and, and Sabrina, they kind of figure out that he might be possessed. Uh, and he might have seen the same thing that Harvey did. And what was interesting was, you know, as they're taking care of, this, uh, of Uncle Jesse... Her father is looking to have him committed because he's like you know there's something really wrong with him it's he's not just sick, he's crazy, and he kind of makes he kind of makes the remark to whoever it was that was coming to interview him to have Jesse committed, sort of saying he's always kind of been like a, a deviant because we caught him trying on our mother's dress one time. Right. The next scene, Susie is wearing a dress. Sabrina <laughs> kind of makes the remark of, "Susie, I've never seen you in a dress," and she's like, "You know, I, I don't want to be a deviant, Sabrina. I don't, I don't want to be like that." Right. Uh, Roz's grandmother, who is visually blind, blind right. meets Susie and, and constantly calls her a handsome young fellow. Right. Susie goes on to discover that she had a descendant, um, a, long, uh, a an aunt from many, many years ago that uh was also kind of gender non conforming um and I think it's really interesting that you know she clearly embraces that. I think second season we're gonna see a lot more of it uh but what I love about Susie is the fact that like i said this 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 young person was um you know so diminutive so so tiny, but she stood up to to some some incredible you know she stood up to football players. And when the thirteen come around looking to sort of to kill the firstborn of of mortals and witches, she basically confronts this spectral witch and and says, you know, I'm the descendant, you know, I'm Susie Putnam, my descendant, actually helped Freed. you, yeah, yeah, brought you over here, gave you a place to live, and and after, um, you know, and buried them. And buried them. Buried all of them home. on their land, on the Putnam land. Yeah, and said, yeah, you know, and she says to them, you know, so you're not going to harm me or my friends. And I'm thinking, if a spectral witch came to my door, I would be in my basement, <laughs> locking it, pushing every piece of furniture in front of it, and, and right. cowering. And she faced down. She faced them down. <laughs> she went toe
1: to toe. and she won. She she stopped them from coming in the house. The witch turned away, and they were safe. And leaves Roz standing there looking like, how did you do that? <laughs> you, there's more to you than I even knew. Yeah, ex- exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, real quick, I want to go back yeah. real quick to the uh, – the, when, when Susie got beat up by the, the, the football player. Yes. The, the, the way schools are today – and I, I don't have a school-age child. Mine mine's only three years old, but you, are, you're, you said your child is in college and mm-hmm. – Doing great and everything, but yes. I can't imagine the type of the brutality from other, other kids just seeing it on the news and things like that and how, how adults and teachers and principals, principals are supposed to handle this. Well, when they take this beating, and not just the beating, but also when the football players pull Susie's shirt up to see if she has any breasts, yeah. the principal pretty much brushes it off and says, well, that's, that's guys being guys. yeah. And it's played by Bronson Pinchot, who is Balky Bartokamas in, in *From me- Strangers*, from Meepos. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you hear, you, Larry, you see, him. I
0: became principal. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it just, it, it just surprised me on how they approached that subject with such nonchalant, just blazing, just brushing it off, and trying to teach kids now with a kids. I mean, I don't want to say this is a kid's show because it's not, but Mm -hmm. it's, they, I don't think they approached it in the proper way. If they're trying to teach kids on the proper with how to act and especially adults, but it's a show I understand. And they had to use it for the plot line, but it, it it amazed me. I was like, they go from one extreme
0: to the next. Well, you know, look at, looking at that, I hate to say it, I wasn't too surprised. I was a little surprised when she did, you know, actually get into the fight. She got punched in the face and she right. was the one being sent home like the criminal. I was a right. little like, okay. Uh, you know, like I said, yeah, my daughter's in college now. My daughter's also um transgender, male to female. Thankfully. Thankfully she was she was never bullied because of That's that. Cool. But she had been bullied at a younger age. Right. Um, And this was even before she she had gender dysphoria and things like she was she was just bullied. And the response of the school, I found. And again, I don't know if this was this one particular school that, you know, my daughter was going through, if this is schools in general. It was sort of, you know, kind of kind of looking at it as like, Okay, there was wrongdoing on the one side, but we don't. You know, it's like it's almost sort of like they don't want to say well, we're we're going to label this child a bully and we're going to label this child a victim. It's sort of like an incident happened. How how can right. we resolve it without really offending anybody? Right. And and on the one hand, I understand. You know, look, we we don't want to label kids this or that, but maybe I'm from the old school. <laughs> You know, uh, grew <laughs> up in the a, 80s. B- a bully is a bully. So sometimes, you know what? Sometimes the kid's a bully, and sometimes you got to say, "Look, your kid's a bully," and right. we're suspending him or her, and this and that. Because to me, you, you you know what Susie went through. And granted, you know she she did jump on the on the boy first. Absolutely, she, she started did it, tackle yes. him. She did start it. But it's a four and a half foot girl going up against right. a six foot something guy that. Punched her backup. in the face <laughs> yeah. with backup, yeah, because he had his, his buddies, he had his two
1: friends there with him, yeah.
0: And you know, and and, and I wasn't too surprised by, by the way it was resolved, but I did like the scene later on where um she's in the uh the the sort of local hangout for the kids, it's like a coffee shop, slash bookstore, slash comic right. book store. Uh, I believe it's, like, Dr... Doctor, uh, Dr... Doctor Mef- not Dr. Mephisto. But some- something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, Aunt Hilda works there. And Susie's Hilda. in there. Uh, I'm Hilda Hilda uh, oh, sorry. Works there. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Aunt Hilda works there. Yep, you're right. Sorry. Uh, and, again, these boys come up to tease Susie. And Aunt Hilda comes over, clearly using her witching powers, and she basically says to the, the lead bully here, I know why you're doing this. And she basically, yep. without really saying, she basically says that, look, I, I know that you were molested as a child at a summer camp and nobody believed you. And in fact, your mom washed your mouth out with soap. And, you know, she's like, I get it, but that doesn't mean you could be like, I like she handled it and right. ha- handled it. You know, she was sympathetic to this boy saying, like, look, I know why you're a bully. I know what happened to you. And 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 your 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 compatriot here, he's clearly in love with you. I get all that. But you can't be a bully and you're going to have right. to go now. I'm going to tell everybody. And I was like, <laughs> thank you, Ann <Aunt> Hilda. <laughs> yes, that's that's the Hilda
1: we want right there. That was yeah, that was <clears throat> that was priceless there. That was yeah. That And the, since you brought up the bookstore or the mm-hmm. coffee shop bookstore, comic book store, where do you think they're going to be going with that? Because coming down to the last episode, the she is, Hilda is working at this store. Mm-hmm. She it's a, pretty much like a she dresses up as Varida Frankenstein for the for the store. She's working the the register, and the owner of the store dresses like a vampire. Well, we yes. see at the last one of the last scenes of the show her new boyfriend walking away and he turns and looks pretty much right at the camera and his eyes are red.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> is he and... a vampire?
1: Is he a warlock? Is it going to go in a direction with werewolves, vampires and witches?
0: <laughs> it, it possibly could. It absolutely yeah. could. And the thing <clears> is <throat> too, is, is it going to be something dark and sinister or could it be, he's this, Whatever he is, a vampire, a werewolf, some sort of being. And he's sort of like, oh, my gosh, I have a kindred spirit now. I found a witch, and I, she likes me for who I am. You know, they kind of made it look like it could be a little sinister, but it could yes. go the other way, too. It, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's going to be interesting to see as
1: well. It's either going to be them two getting together or he's in it for something for himself, and he's walking away saying, I'm in. I'm in the house.
0: I yeah. got him. Yeah. Um, I guess kind of touching. I guess you know, looking at the school of the unseen arts. You know, we have the Weird Sisters. Right. Uh, there's also Nick Scratch, who is a student there. Who he likes Sabrina. He 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 really really likes Sabrina. Uh, he he likes her so much. He actually says, I, I think he kind of basically tells her she makes him kind of feel or understand what it's like to be a mortal and have those feelings because. Clearly, I think if we're up to him, he, he would probably snap his fingers and make Harvey disappear. But he actually ends up helping Harvey out. And he tells Harvey, uh, again, when the witches are coming and Harvey's going to protect the house, he doesn't want Sabrina's help. Sabrina sends Nick and Nick actually helps him. And he says he does it because, you know, because of Sabrina, because Sabrina asked him. I mean, right. I think he's a very interesting character as well. Oh yeah, he
1: I, I, I like his character. And I hope they really expand on him because I mean he has some really good possibilities that they could they could have him I I don't know, even be not well, he's not the son of uh Blackwood, so they would already mention that. They said he had an older daughter, but he's surely aiming for Sabrina. And you see that at the the, the final episode where she's walking with her sisters now, her witch sisters, the mm-hmm. The weird sister, she's walking with him and she winks at him. And it's, it's pretty much almost like it's on. I'm a witch. Where, yeah, but, in, where before he would say, hey, you're going to two different schools. You can have two boyfriends. Yeah, he, What he doesn't know won't hurt him. So,
0: but what I thought kind of interesting is um, a scene before that, like I said, when Reverend Blackwood kind of gathers all, all the warlocks and he's kind of hinting at almost sort of like a warlock revolution. Uh, Ambrose is there and Ambrose looks very uncomfortable. Nick doesn't exactly look very comfortable with it either. And in that final scene, when he sees Sabrina coming towards him, he's looking at her. He, He, you would expect him to be like, all right, she's a witch. And here we go. He, he looks very apprehensive, almost like th- this is not how he wanted Sabrina. Like, he, he liked the old Sabrina. He's not yeah. happy about all of this. So he's going to no. be a very interesting character come season two. Well,
1: he, I don't think he liked it because now she is full witch, and, which is pretty much saying she just lost her ability to love. And mm. that's what he wants. His biggest thing is warlocks can have everything. Witches can have anything, but they don't know the feeling of love. And that's yeah. what he wants. And Sabrina had that and she gave it up.
0: And I and I wonder too if he kind of is wondering why she made that change. Like right. he's almost sort of suspicious of it because clearly, really up until that last episode, she was avoid, she was avoiding going through the dark baptism. She was avoiding becoming a full witch. Now she did it. And like you said, he you know, he he's not happy that she's lost the ability to love. But I think he's, he's sort of seeing, okay, Reverend Blackwood is up to something, and not Sabrina, but somebody somebody manipulated Sabrina to get her to this point because she did not want to do this. So he no. – it, it's going to be interesting. His, I think his character is going to be really interesting going forward season two, and, and it would be really cool to see where they go with that. See, they, they left so many possibilities open for almost every
1: one of the characters except for the ones they, they killed off mm-hmm. and – we could pretty much say they did kill off one of the one of the, the characters in the first season, which was the principal, yeah. the principal of Hawthorne, and who is Balke Bartokamus. Cousin Larry, they killed throw. me. <laughs> <laughs> they and they had they had him being eaten, <laughs> which but was it- very bizarre. <laughs> A lot of people eating or, or hints of people eating in this show. Well, they, not even hints, but there is cannibalism in this show, and that was a part of their their witch thanksgiving and, of choosing one of the witches to be a sacrifice to be eaten. Oh. And it was just – yeah, we, we could go on for hours on this show, but <laughs> –
0: yeah. I mean, like, like I said, I mean, hopefully if, if you made it this far into the show, you you have watched uh, Sabrina. Uh, but if you right. have not, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely go back. I mean, you know, Jason and I talked about a lot, but there's so much more to see. Uh, a yes. lot of great things about this show. Jason, I want to thank you for coming on. So I know you have an Instagram page. I know you have a blog. So please plug away at that.
1: Sure. Uh, my, my blog is... Uh... Oh my gosh, you, you just put me on the spot and I totally forgot everything. <laughs> Family Heart, okay. my 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 Instagram is Family Heart Fun Food. Yes. Uh, it's it's a hodgepodge of everything from comic books to food to my friends to just anything I can think of. Just my collections of stuff, just what a lot of people consider junk, but they're priceless items to me. <laughs> and my my I have a food blog and it's uh, I'll spell it out for you. It's E-W-E-N-S s t o m a c h it's uens stomach.blogspot.com and i just write up food uh blog food blogging just stuff that i make eat cook and when i go to eat out so it's i don't keep up with it as much as i would like but that's going to change i really have to start
0: <laughs> and, and i could tell uh you know i could tell you and i could tell the people that are listening that uh jason uh before appearing here he appeared over uh, on another brother in armchairs podcast nerd and me and you did talk about your your blog and one of my coworkers uh she's a hunter uh actually her and her husband are hunters and i was kind of telling her cuz on on that show you talked about you you've pretty much eaten just about every game animal out there i think like yes <laughs> i have and i grew
1: up you, i grew up on eating all that stuff so it's pretty normal to me but go ahead
0: yeah. And, you know, and, and she said, she's like, well, yeah, you really could if you know how to prepare it. And I was like, well, here, go check out this blog. Cause I think he's got some <laughs> recipes and she, and she actually enjoyed it. You know, she started awesome. reading it and she's like, thank you. This, this is amazing. She's like, I, she, <laughs> I, she goes, I have a lot of new recipes now. So that, it, now, now I need to really start
1: doing it again because I know there's somebody
0: <laughs> out there <laughs> and hunting season has started so I can yes, start making some more meals absolutely yes it has Mm -hmm. speaking of plugging things uh, don't forget that we we are on Instagram stuff you don't need to know Uh, I put up pictures uh, about the things that we talk about here on the show also don't forget to head on over to www.brothersandarmchairs.com that's going to link you up to every one of the podcasts within the Brothers in Armchairs network Uh, of course your favorite stuff you don't need to know nerd and me enter the nerd zone fat guys in little coats and defender of the realm Jason, thank you again. Jay, thank you. Anytime.